Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, you got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You just heard the sound of rock cracking, and we are getting close, very, very close to the November 8th election, midterm election 2022. How's it going? What's going to happen? Who knows? Is it a jump ball? Is it even? What are we looking at? Well, we looked some at the close races last week in the Senate. If you didn't hear that show, you go back and listen to that. Uh, this week, we're going to look at the House. We're going to look at some of the races. We're going to talk about the overall view. What do we? What needs to happen in the House for the Republicans to take over the majority? So that's what's on tap. And at the end of the show, we're going to uh, play a clip from uh, former President Donald J. Trump. He was out in Nevada uh, helping build support for uh, the Senate and congressional and governor candidates in the great state of Nevada, and Doc Holliday is going to go there. I, I myself am going to be headed out to Nevada soon to get a first-hand look and uh, get your report very soon on that. So uh, listen up to today's show. We're glad to have you right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and I do want you to know your vote is very important thank you for listening and you have not only got to get out and vote you've got to get your friends your relatives everybody in your family if they're going to vote conservative get them out to vote if they're going to vote for a liberal if they're going to vote democrat just tell them the elections on november 9th okay now <laughs> yeah the old joke tell democrats vote on november 9th Republicans vote on November 8th. Okay, got that? Now, let's uh, let's look at uh, what's going on across the... Well, before we look at what's going on in the House, I, I've got to play a clip. You know, when President Trump was in the White House, he's the president, you know how the press would just jump all over his case, say, oh, he's... he's in his speech, or he's he's giving out classified information. He he's saying things he shouldn't say. Oh my goodness, he's saying things he shouldn't say. Does President Biden ever do that? <laughs> well, you know, uh, the Nord Stream two, uh, the gas pipeline from Russia to Germany. Well, it got sabotaged. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and and everybody's. They got all over Tucker Carlson. How could you say the United States may have sabotaged it? You, you know it's the Russians. Why? Why, of course it's the Russians. Why? How would you even think the United States might do that? Well, let's go back three or four months. Take a listen to this. This is what President Biden said. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again. Then... Uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. What do, what how will you how will you do that? 
Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Sometimes you just have to laugh. You just have to laugh because of all the things Biden says and does and the White House has to clean up on aisle 10, aisle 11, aisle, whatever day it is, they have to clean it up. What comes out of the uh, president's mouth and what makes it worse, the vice president has been more gals. You know, she went to North Korea, <laughs> went to South Korea and, and talked about America's uh, partnership with North Korea. Oh, my goodness. Can I mean, the whole entire Democratic leadership is a gaffe machine. Americans, please, across this country, tell these knuckleheads that are causing gas prices to go skyrocket, causing uh, inflation to eat away and everybody's income. How hard is it for a family to go out and get food now because of the high prices? It's extremely hard. Who's blaming it on Joe Biden? It is his fault, his policies. It's causing inflation. They, and America, please get out and let's stop inflation by getting the Democrats out of power. At least we can do it in the House and the Senate. Can't do anything on the executive office yet. Unless, <laughs> unless you know, we had some huge whistleblowers that really told the truth of what happened in 2020. And... Uh, the FBI's the suppression we talked about last week the suppression of uh, of information from Hunter Biden's laptop you know Americans deserve to have that information but the FBI a state agency paid by our tax dollars it suppressed information on purpose for political gain of the Democratic Party I'm not saying the FBI everybody in the FBI did it no one of the leadership did it but Somebody in high up, and, and Tim Tebow was one of them, we know they suppressed information. That is stealing from the American people. Uh, it happened from inside the FBI. They had Hunter Biden's laptop. They knew it was real. And then we have all these uh, uh, over 50 people signed, uh, former, former uh, intelligent people with uh, cl classified clearances said, oh, it's Russian disinformation. But the FBI went and told Facebook, Twitter, oh, there's disinformation coming out from Russia. And, and they suppressed these stories on their platforms about Hunter Biden's laptop. Why? Because somebody in the FBI wanted political gain for the Democrats. Now, who would that be? Who's investigating not our attorney general, I bet. Oh, can't, can't talk about it. It's an investigation now. <laughs> when will all America get the real truth, the real story? Well, maybe some whistleblowers will finally come forward. Uh, I, I just, and, and then somebody go, well, what, what do you do with the 2020 election? Well, <laughs> it should be in American people's hands, but somebody in the FBI took it out of the hands of the American people and handed it over to the Democratic Party. A shame. What a shame. And the mainstream media won't breathe a word of it because they are, you know, they're suppressing the story too. Suppressing the truth is stealing from the American people. 
Wow. Okay, but we got to get on today's show about the battle for the house. Uh, right now, there's if you don't know, and most of you know these things, but I'll go over it. 435 house seats. So what do you have to have to have a majority? You got to have 218 seats in the House of Representatives, and then your party has the majority. When they have the majority, they decide who or, or the chair, the chairpersons, chairman, chair ladies of all the committees, and they always have one more. Uh, Republican, whoever, or a Democrat, whoever, whichever party's in charge of the House. They always can have more and they can outvote the other side when there's uh, committee votes. Very important. Do you, uh, then we can actually have some real Americans, and I say that real Americans, real dedicated Americans, because the Democrats know this about the FBI, they know about Tim Tebow, they know about suppressing of the Hunter laptop, it's all over the news. Have you heard one Democrat talk about how we, ne we need to get find out if uh, this was politically motivated within the FBI? But not one Democrat has stood up and said anything. It's a shame, a crying shame, and get out and vote Republican. And, and I don't like everything Republicans do, but we have to send a message. If the Democrat, Demo, Democrats, is that, well, the Democrats, if they can't stand up for truth, then they need to be put out of power. They need to be put out of power. Where is the truth? They are helping suppress the truth. If they do not seek the truth of what's going on within the FBI and our Department of Justice, if they don't want to know the truth, then they lack authority for leadership. Move them out. Now, let's, uh, as we look at the House, we said it takes 218 seats for majority. Where does it sit right now? It, you can look at different polls. It goes back and forth, depending on the news cycle, depending on this and that, and suppression for suppression polls. So where does it stand? Overall, sometimes you can look at something like real clear politics, and you can look at uh, 538, which leans, of course, the liberal, Politico, so many of the mainstream polls come out to sort of influence the election, saying, hey, it's it's looking good for the Democrats, trying to give some cover, saying, oh, the Republicans, man, that because of the abortion issue, they, you know, they're going to, they're going to lose their chance to get the House. So much uh, balderdash out there, just plain balderdash. But let's look right now, give or take a little seems like the Democrats have 180 solid seats in the House. And some of those could get weaker over the next couple of weeks. Who knows? But the Republicans seem to have 220 solid seats. So the experts say, political gurus. Of course, if the Republicans got 220 seats, they would have the majority. There's so much going on with uh, Saudi Arabia cutting an OPEC, influencing OPEC to cut production of 2 million barrels a day. Well, gas prices have been going up. Will they keep going up? Oh, well, we know, we talked about it last week. President Biden has said, well, 10 more million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. We're going to put on there. He's trying to buy your votes, folks. And where does that put America if we have a severe need or crisis for oil? And what's going to happen? When are you going to replace that oil, Mr. President? Are you telling us when you're going to get it replaced for our strategic petroleum reserves? Are you going to have to pay 
uh, oil's up over $100 a barrel. Is that when you're going to replace it and drive the prices even higher? He, he won't care after he's the midterm elections because I, I, it doesn't look like he's going to run again. <laughs> I mean, if they drag him across the new year, I, you know, each year you don't know how far he'll get. But I will say this. The Republicans have a good shot, and that's why people got excited. They have to get out and get excited. This could be what we've talked about before, not just a red wave, but a transformative election for those who have not been listening, those who are new to the show. Thank you for coming on, but let me explain real quick. A red wave election, like a blue wave election could be done. It means, you know, a red wave means Republicans get a good sweep and get in there. But I want to see a transformative election. And then what that means is you have votes that aren't just blowing in the wind, but they have huge swings and the swings stay that way. That's the transformative election where more Hispanics, more blacks and more uh people whatever category you want to say they move into voting for republicans not just because they're mad one election because they say okay i am fed up the democrats i'm fed up of high gas prices i'm fed up the lies from climate uh green energy uh hoaxes new deals whatever you want to call it when they're fed up with that and fed up with the way uh parents are being told you don't have any say in your students uh, in your children's education when you got children coming home and say oh i got to dress like a girl at school oh i got to dress up like a boy at school uh when you when they start saying you can get gender reassignment and you don't have to tell your parents <laughs> oh my goodness that's the direction of the Democratic Party. It's being pushed by the people that Joe Biden is putting in positions. They don't talk about it. They don't make laws about it. But they push it. They push it. They push the agenda because they're trying to push this country to the far, far left. And they're doing it. Now, I'm just talking about it. They are doing it, activating policies within the Education Department, within the Health and Human Services Department, all over the place, undermining the principles, undermining the truths, undermining what parents have always been able to take care of. But no, the government's taking the children away in so many cases and putting in precedent mandates and ways that your children are being controlled by people that you cannot control when your child goes to school in, in, in our, this education system across America. Some places, of course, worse than others. But it's time for parents to say, no, we're going to put an end to this, and we're going to vote uh, Republican, not just this election, but each and every time until the Democrats get the message. It may be many years for at least diehard liberal leftist extremists ever get the message. But they will. They start losing and losing and losing. And that's a transformative election when people begin to vote for Republicans and they stick with it until the Democrats get, you know, start thinking like uh, patriotic Americans again instead of thinking like, we want to bring this whole system down because it's it's hateful. We're going to destroy it all and start all over. Well, good luck. See what Venezuela is doing. See what's happened to Cuba. See what's happening even you know overseas in Russia. That's what happens when you get a dictator, and that's what the Democrats seem to want to do. 
you say, why not say they, that's what Democrats seem to want to do? Well, how about vaccine mandates? How about the guy we said helped save people, helped rescue people during a hurricane in Florida, Hurricane Ian? The president says, hey, well, congratulations, we thank you. And then three, four days later, he's fired from his job because he won't take a mandate for a vaccine that's still experimental. And we're finding out, even like the Florida Attorney General said, hey, we, young people may not need this booster may not because there's we're getting more and more heart problems showing up why are young people dying and why are young people getting more and more heart problems well maybe it could be the mandated vaccine how about our military they have all this information why don't they share it why doesn't the military share what they know about what the vaccine's done if it's harmed people if they've had complications well let us know are they hiding that information as they kick people, good, experienced soldiers who want to stay in the military, being kicked out because they won't take this vaccine that doesn't keep you from getting COVID? It used to say, yeah, you would have a lesser uh, reaction if you got COVID if you had the vaccine. A vaccine is supposed to keep you from getting the, the disease, but <laughs> I don't think that's working. I don't think that's working. Well, Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're about to go over some of the House seats. Before we do, let me remind you, as you listen to this show, tell your friends and neighbors about it. we got a book called Bedrock Truths, and you can get that book by going to www.docholliday.org. Holliday's got two L's in it. And I told you, uh, I'll be going to Nevada to get some firsthand information, looking at what's going on in the election, and uh, be sharing that with you. Uh, maybe get to travel some more places before the election we'll, we'll take a look at that and uh, maybe get up in the northeast states so i just want to say this thank you for listening it's election year this is when we have more listeners a lot of new listeners coming in hearing what uh doc holiday has to say so thank you for telling your friends and neighbors and welcome new listeners and i just want to say uh, I mentioned the book. You go to the website, www.docholiday.org, book called Bedrock Truth that I wrote along with Dr. Alveda King, and she's the niece of Martin Luther King Jr., and uh, also Dr. Alex McFarland. And uh, we will appreciate it if you want to get order that book. It helps us out right here. And we also uh, have a new book coming uh, that you have to watch for, and I'll tell you about it, and it has nothing to do with politics. Why should you buy it? Well, I wrote a book of fiction I've been wanting to write for 30 years. So we got a, a kicking off the first book. It'll be a series, and I'll tell you more when it's ready. It should be, hopefully, because of the supply chain issues, we're hoping to be ready by the end of the year. Now, let's talk about the House again the numbers now let's look at some of the states that uh, it's getting narrowed down to well, we said if you have 220 republicans that are strong look to win and 180 democrats that are strong looking to win well you add 220 and uh 180 and what does that give you anybody quick on math well it's 400 seats so there's 35 toss-ups the gurus the political gurus say 35 toss-ups. How many of those are uh, Democratic seats? Well, most of them. Uh, there's about six, seven Republicans that are 
toss-ups and a toss-up field, and that means there's about 20, uh, 28, 29 that are Democratic seats that are toss-ups. So the Republicans have a percentage-wise have a better shot at getting more of these toss-ups. Now, if you remember back in 2020, there were like 28 toss-up seats. And, and, and uh, some of them were Republican, a lot of them were Democrats. And guess what? In 2020, the Republicans held all 28. And that's another reason you think, now, how did Donald Trump lose the election when uh, all across the country, all areas of the country, the Republicans blew smoke and got every one of the toss-up seats just about in 2020? Well, that's a, that's a talk for another show. But where are these seats? Well, there are across the country these toss-up seats. Alaska, Sarah Palin, up there they, they got the new way of uh, voting where you, you vote for your first, second candidate, third choice, and they t mix it all up. So uh, she's some people say she's in trouble, but there's a couple of Republicans running and a Democrat, and, and, uh, and if they don't watch it, they're going to fool around with the Democrat win in Alaska. Should not happen. But if they learn this new rule, I, I mean, it's a stupid rule, I believe. I don't like it at all. I think Maine's done it now, Alaska. But uh, they got to be careful. Alaska can go Democrat if people don't learn how to vote up there. When I say learn how to vote, you got to, if you want a Republican to win, you put your first choice Republican and your second choice Republican. It's as simple as that. Do not put a Democrat as one of your choices, but that's uh, that's what uh, that uh, that's what's been brought to Alaska now. Uh, other places, well, California has a few of the uh, Democratic seats and the Republican seats that are toss-ups. So California, you think, oh my goodness, you know, it's so far blue. Not necessarily. Everybody lives in, has lived in California knows there's some red areas, and, and those need to stay red. And some of these likely Democrat, if we have a big turnout and the Democrats go, I'm tired of high gas prices, I'm tired of what Biden's doing, I'm just going to stay at home, there's a chance that some of these toss-ups that are Democrat can switch over to Republican. So that's why when I say we need a not only a red wave, but a transformative election. That means get people out to vote who are frustrated, who don't like the way this country's going. If they're sick and tired when you're at the gas station, somebody's pumping gas, say, "Are you? do you appreciate the way Biden's uh, caused the gas prices to go up? And they may say, if they're liberal, they'll say, well, Putin did this. And uh-uh, uh-uh. Keystone Pipeline, first day when uh, Biden went in office. If we had that open up now, we'd have a lot less costly gas. And if he hadn't attacked the American oil industry, we'd have a lot less expensive gas. We'd have Putin probably already have his tail tucked between his legs running back to Russia because Russia would not be making money on high gas prices if Donald Trump's policies were left in place by Joe Biden. And so tell him that at the pump. Just explain. Joe Biden did this. Don't argue with him. Just say, you know, if you have, if you have a brain, think and do not vote for uh, promoting higher gas prices. Just tell them that at the pump. All right, now, uh, some other places. We talked about California. There is, uh, uh, of course, New Hampshire. We've we got a strong conservative that's running for Congress. That I'm, you know, The House, 
and Levitt up there, and she happens to win. And I think she was in the Trump administration. And to say, hey, you know, I think she's too conservative to win New Hampshire. Why? Get out there and vote for her. Support her. Get behind her. Make New Hampshire shine red come November 8th, okay? Uh, man, it's, it's just it's getting people out to vote. But there are some places uh, across in the West, in Colorado, uh, there's some places that could flip red. They're blue now that could flip red. Same thing in New Mexico and in Arizona. Arizona used to be so solid, so solid Republican. But again, some of these bigger cities that have flipped things blue, people are getting tired of the high gas prices. They're getting tired of the Democratic policies. They're getting tired of watching America be so weak with what happened in Afghanistan in the uh, retreat from Afghanistan. It was just a disaster led by Joe Biden and his team. So these are places in New Mexico, Arizona, our listeners out there, get people excited, get them to the polls. I don't know if you're in a place where they have early voting. I know this is where I may disagree a little bit from Donald J. Trump. Trump will say, just wait till election day and swamp them on election day. If you have early voting, encourage anybody you know, especially elderly people, if they can go vote, say, I'll take you, take them, drive them up and, and help them get to the polls and go ahead. Don't wait on Election Day. Uh, some crazy things going on. If they're ready to vote Republican, ready to vote conservative, uh, help these elderly folks to go ahead and vote. Get, get them to the polling place, get them to the early voting places if they have it. Some states have it, some don't. A lot of them do. So uh, I, I'll disagree with Donald Trump. Let's speak to Democrats at their own game. If they have early voting, get out there and help people get to the polls on the uh, early voting days. And let's start voting. Let's get the votes in. Because once they're in, you know they're counted. Then you can go find people who haven't voted and, and to encourage them to get out and vote. Uh, we we got to stop waiting on Election Day. Republicans, Democrats uh, have done it for years. That's why they push for it. You know, we're not going to change those laws. Maybe they are someday. I mean, I wish it like in the, you know, we had a citizen from Israel on a couple of years ago talking about uh, how in Israel one day everybody goes to vote. You know, in, in America, the Democrats and liberals made it like an election season. It's longer than a football season sometimes, for goodness sake. And all the different things that come out, you know, you shouldn't be voting you know, two months before the election. But but that's what goes on, I think, in Pennsylvania, other places. But if they, the rules are that way, get out and vote early if you need to. And But when it, what that does is it means you can go get people to the polls. So that's what we're talking about. For the House to get a huge Republican win, it takes Republicans and conservatives and people who are sick and tired of Joe Biden to get out and get people in to vote. Uh, we're looking at other places. Uh, I, I know if you want a long shot place, the guy that ran January 6th, uh, the committee, uh, the chairman of Homeland Security in the House, none other than uh, Benny Thompson from Mississippi. He's in a heavily Democratic district. But guess what? Some people are sick and tired of the gas prices that he he has helped raise the gas prices in District 2, Mississippi, because he's voted for Biden. He supported Joe Biden and all of Joe Biden's green energy hoax deals. My goodness. 
if you want to help somebody out, help, help uh, Brian Flowers, who's running against uh, Benny Thompson in, in the Mississippi's District 2. Uh, but Brian Flowers, send a flower to Washington, okay? <laughs> send something that'll smell good and where that stinky old town in D.C. where the swamp is, send a flower up to Washington. Uh, help Brian Flowers beat uh, Benny Thompson. Uh, the way he's run the January 6th committee, putting it on prime time. He thinks he's prime time. And guess what? It'd be a good time to surprise him. If the Republicans all would turn out and vote, they could beat him. They got to have some encouragement, and the candidate's working hard. So well, that, that's an election you look at. Mississippi District 2. Is it close? Not right now, but it could get very, very close if just, again, get the Republicans out to vote. We don't know. There's not early voting in Mississippi, but if you're over 65, you can vote early by going to the courthouse. If you live there in District 2, anywhere in Mississippi, go in and vote if you're over 65. Find uh, some of your relatives, friends, need a ride, get them in to vote early. Uh, wherever you can, whatever the law is, uh, you know, use obey the law and go vote when you can. There's other places. Uh, we talked about New Hampshire. There are some places even in the... Uh, uh, Washington State in Oregon. You think, oh, there's blue, blue states. No, outside of the big cities, there's some toss-up congressional districts in Washington State, in Oregon, and Nevada. Nevada, of all things, you know, we need to pull that out not only for the Senate but for the House and uh, and the governor too. The Republicans turn out in Nevada, they can have a transformative election. Harry Reid did his best to turn Nevada from red to blue, and he worked hard and uh, I, with the unions and everything involved. Guess what? It could go red and stay red, and that's what I'm talking about—a transformative election. Wow, there's so much to talk about. We're talking about the House right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and I. I we're, there's so much I love to tell you. What I can say is, wherever you are, look at the races. There, there's a, there was a Democrat that turned to Republicans because he would not vote to impeach Donald J. Trump. That's Jeff Van Drew in New Jersey. If you want to help somebody out, help Jeff Van Drew out. He's a conservative that's proud to say he's Trump supportive, and Trump supports him, and. You don't see that in New Jersey. People proud of being a Trump supporter, a, a congressman, somebody uh, running for Congress or even Senate. But now that's it doesn't shame uh, Jeff Van Drew. So help out Jeff Van Drew's campaign. He happens to be a dentist. Uh, when he ran as a Democrat, I thought, well, how can I support this guy? I knew he's a dentist. They said he was a conservative. And but hey, he, he he's turned Republican now. And, he, and I'm glad he's conservative. So look, if you want to help out a race, look at Jeff Van Drew. We went over a couple of weeks ago about uh, the the rise of the black Republican candidates. And, and you can go back and listen to that show. I, I mentioned uh, four people that uh, races in the House that really need help. And it was John Lewis uh, uh, up in uh, Michigan. And then there's uh, also in Michigan, there's John Gibbs. And Byron uh, Donald's already in Florida. I think he's in pretty good shape. Burgess Owens, a black Republican in Utah. I'm going to try to uh, have a meeting, uh, go to a meeting, see him here soon. So uh, there's a lot of things happening in the black community that uh, that are 
getting more and more African Americans voting for Republicans, some for the first time. Let's help that trend grow as just as the Hispanic population is voting more and more Republican. Let's help these trends grow and grow. This election, like I said, not just a red wave, but a transformative election. Remember, we not only want to make America great again, we want to make it the best it's ever been. And saying that, and let me play this final clip when, uh, from a couple of weeks ago when Donald J. Trump was out in Nevada. Take a listen, and I'll see you next week. You're going to defeat your extreme left-wing senator, not respected at all in Washington, D.C., Catherine Cortez Masto hasn't done a thing on the border. Hasn't done a thing. You're going to send Joe Lombardo to the governor's mansion. And you're going to send Adam Laxall to the U.S. Senate. And you're going to elect an incredible slate of true America First Republicans up and down the ballot. And we are going to end crazy Nancy Pelosi's political career once and for all. Right? And end that career. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.